You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. You are in the last uh, series or in fact installment of our nine-week series on discipleship. And our goal is that all of you to have a better understanding of who God is. It is uh, important that the more you get to know God, the more that you grow in your understanding of God, and the more that you are what? You are productive. And in our context, discipleship is a relationship with Jesus. At the end of the day, we are not following a sect or a religion or an entity or a church. We follow Jesus more than anything else because it is only Christ that can guarantee us success. Because of this series, I hope that you have a clear understanding of what the mandate for all of us, that we go and make disciples. The reason why we go and make disciples, not because this is uh, how we can earn our salvation. We go and make disciples not because we would want to really ask favor from God. We go and make disciples because of our encounter with God and we know that there's no other way to solve the what? The problem of each and every man and that is the problem uh, with sin. And thus, because of your encounter with Christ, you know in your heart that it is you alone who can bring people to Christ with the help of the Holy Spirit, and there's no other solution than for people to come into the saving knowledge of Christ. And the past three weeks, we've been talking about fellowship with believers. How many of you here, you're thankful that you have friends in this gathering? You have friends in this church? If you don't have a friend, I mean, I don't want you to just uh, do this because I, I told you so, but I want you to really ask yourself, I mean, is this really what God has in store for you? Is this the kind of life that God has for you? Or God wants you to, of course, get to know Him, to have a what? A vertical relationship with Him. But remember that what took place in the cross is that what Christ did is to restore us vertically with the Father and to restore us with one another. Vertical and horizontal relationship. In order for you to really last and succeed as a follower of Christ, your relationship with God vertically and horizontally with people around you should be intact. And this is my prayer for all of us, that fellowship with believers or engaging with the believers in the same ministry or of the same faith should not just be a responsibility. It is the byproduct of your relationship with God. I am telling right now, even in church, we have about 13, 14 pastors. Every time we meet in our meeting every other week, we have what? Passionate discussions with, 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 with the different pastors. I would never uh, just really probably, uh, or, or I would never give up in, in uh, really what I want um, uh, to do here in our ministry. And uh, other pastors, they have their ideas as well. But every time that we ask ourselves, where is Jesus in all of this? That settles everything. We walk out of the room united. You know why? Because we're not just doing things based on our appetites and our agenda. We're doing this because we're doing this for the Lord Jesus Christ. This is why okay, fellowship with believers is working for our own advantage because we know that more than just our relationship with God. Okay? If we want to stay united, we need to what? be careful and be very cautious in how we go about relating with one another. So you know why the church is intact and Victory Christian Fellowship has been around for 32 years without any church split, not because we're gifted. You know what church split is? Where both pastors would have disagreements and they would part ways and divide the church. Do you understand? We don't do that. For the past 32 years, we have not experienced church split in victory, not because our pastors are weak. In fact, if you meet our pastors, they're very, very strong. They're opinionated. But my point for saying this is that we know our parameters. We know when to say our peace and not at all. We know how to give in. In fact, if you meet Pastor Oyel, most of the time, he is an example. 
that if we have an agenda, most of the time he will give in. Because he is a leader that exemplifies who Jesus is. He wants to serve us. This is why our pastors in Victory here, especially in Alabang, are united because of this. We value relationships than our opinions. Do you understand? This is why I am highly convinced that if you expose yourself to the gospel, you introduce Christ in your life, you allow Christ to take control of your life, everything will fall in the right places and you will see really the fruit of, of having Christ in your life. This is why our faith is validated by our ways. If you're telling me you are a Christian, if you're telling me you are reading your Bible, if you're telling me you are what attending this church and you love whatever we're doing in church, I hope that these things are reflected in the way you live your life. And this is our prayer for all of you here. That the last installment of our series will give you a perspective that God has saved you. How many of you here are thankful that God has saved you? Praise God. And the reason why God has saved you, not just for you to really go to heaven, the reason why God has saved you because He wants to use you. Do you understand? Because if the goal of God is just to save you, okay, and not use you, He could have killed you so that you can go to heaven. Do you understand? But the goal of salvation is not just for you to go to heaven, for God to use you so that you can bring more people in His kingdom, for more people to be blessed and edified so that people will gravitate to God. Do you understand? When people seize your life, they will be amazed. It is impossible for you to change. But because of your exposure to the gospel and how you have accepted Christ in your uh, heart, people will be amazed of the transformation and changes in your life. Now ask yourself this question. Was there someone, okay, for the past 10 years of your life that has approached you and asked you, what's your secret? Why are you changing? And this is an opportunity for us to introduce uh, really God to them. This is why a church is not just a bunch of individuals where they're saved, okay, to be what? Passive spectators. Because the goal of the gospel is that for you to have an encounter with God so you can be active participators. Where you're not just seated right here and listening to my message, I know that you're listening, but at the end of the day, this is not what a church should be. In fact, uh, at times we carry our what experiences when we come to church, experiences when we visit a cinema and we watch movies, that we come, de- uh, come to a, a gathering or... or, or, or a theater, uh, wanting to just consume everything and to receive everything without you engaging yourself. With this kind of arrangement, I have nothing against this arrangement. I'm also a pastor here. But this is in fact counterproductive. Do you understand? Because you feel like I'm just there to attend. No, you're not going to mature. You're not going to grow. You will not be a good manager of God's gift if you don't exercise your gift. So the day that you came to know the Lord, all of us are gifted. So if you are a Christian, you have a gift. And if you have a gift, you use it for... The glory of God. This is how simple it is. If you are not saved, and if you're not convinced, okay, that you're going to heaven when you die, therefore you don't have a gift. When you came to the Lord, God did not wait for you to, have a, 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 to, to, to change in order for you to have a gift. God gave you a gift for His honor and glory. Do you understand? So the text for today is 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 to 11. It says right here, As each has received a gift, Use it to serve one another as good, as good what? Of God's varied grace. Our managers, whoever speaks as one who speaks oracle of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To Him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. 
Can you join me in a word of prayer? Lord, I thank you for the preaching of your word. Let it change our lives and let us, Lord God, maximize the gifts that you have deposited in our lives to bring more people into your kingdom, that you may be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. The word is that each of us has been given a gift. The reason why it is important for us to really understand the background, it is impossible for you to believe this if you have, have not experienced the saving power of the Lord Jesus Christ. The reason why you've been given a gift, just like what I have mentioned a while ago, because of what Christ did to the cross. Therefore, you are gifted by God and identified by Him. Why? Because to each of us, we've been gifted okay, with a portion. Now, a lot of people are gifted. How many of you here at times are, at times are envious of gifted individuals? Ang galing talaga. Galing kumanta, galing sumayaw. I mean, I met a friend of mine back about 15 years ago. He can sing, he can dance, he can preach, he can prophesy. Ikaw na. So gifted. But I realized that more than anything else, the basis of how God will rate us someday and reward our faith is not based on how gifted you are, but how faithful you what you went about serving with your gifts. Do you understand? It's not about how gifted you are or talented you are. Are you faithful? I've met people that are not really that gifted, but they come on time. Do you understand? Are you familiar with Stephen Curry, part of the Golden State Warriors? They, did a, uh, they, 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 they were what? They were champions, right? I'm not a fan of Golden State. I mean, let's be fair, okay? I'm not, okay? But one of the things that really caught my attention was his character. Now, if you're a fan of Golden State, do you live with a what, similar character? You don't come late in your offices. Because at the end of the day, you don't have to be gifted. You just have to be consistent. But I am thankful that God has blessed us gifts. Not because of how good we are and nice we are. Gifts are given as what? As an expression of God's grace. In fact, the word uh, gift or spiritual gifts came from the word charismata, which means what? God's unmerited favor upon our lives. Charis, which means you don't deserve it. It was given to you. Why? Because God wants to you, uh, use you beyond your wildest dream. So my question with you right now, even if your gifts are not overflowing and you are not gifted. And the only gift that you have is to come on time. Stick with that. You will be surprised that you will be rewarded someday. I have met a lot of people that are not gifted, but they come on time and they are just faithful with the routine. They can beat anyone that has exemplified talents and gifts. Because the Word of God is clear, to each is given the manifestation of Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom. What is wisdom? Applied what? Knowledge. How many of you here, you've met people that are so knowledgeable? Anybody here? Talaga matalino. Very intelligent, like me. Anybody here? Just kidding. I have met a lot of people that are so knowledgeable. In fact, I've met people that are so knowledgeable, knowledgeable with the Bible that they cannot apply the Bible. Ang daming alam. Do you understand? May dating, pero walang datong. You do understand? I don't know why it, it dawned on me, but for to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healing by the one Spirit. How many of you here, you want to have the gift of faith, wherein you can trust God for anything, and it just shall come into pass? Raise your hand. Some of you are just raising your hands. You don't have any idea. You want to have the gift of faith, there's a price to pay. Your relationship with God and challenges that will come your way. Say the word challenges. 
in order for something to develop, it has to be challenged. Yeah, if you want your muscles to grow, you have to what? You have to lift weights, right? It has to be challenged. Look at me, I'm not lifting weights. See? <laughs> so my point is that the more that you trust God and believe that God is able, ready and willing, my question with you right now, you want to grow in faith? You're simply inviting God to put you in a situation or in a challenging situation. I'm not saying that you're, you need to pray that, Lord, magpadala ka ng napakaraming problema. But the tendency in order for you to grow, there's no other way but for you to be challenged. And the reason why people, okay, with one faith, because of what they can get, you're missing the point. You're not getting it. I want faith so that I can ask God for anything. That's part of the deal. But the journey towards trusting God, that's the blessing. I don't know if you've run a marathon. I mean, I've been running for about six years. Okay, probably I've run five kilometers, real life. Okay, it was, it was a real life uh, foundation marathon. And I don't have a choice but to run because I'm a pastor. My point for saying this is that if you've, if you've tried running a marathon, how many of you here, it is so glorious crossing the finish line? Right? Have you tried running? It's so glorious. Is it because of the finish line or because of the journey? Have you, have you seen a finish line? Nakita na finish line. Finish line. Yung ganon. Have you tried, okay, without running and crossing the finish line? Yung ka lang yung. Is it glorious? No! The reason why it is glorious because of the journey to the finish line. I mean, try looking around. Look around and try to look for finish lines, okay? Try doing this, okay? I don't know if you will try, but there's, not, there's nothing glorious about crossing the finish line if you don't run the race. That's the same thing with our faith. The reason why it is glorious, okay, when you arrive at a place where you're believing God for because of the journey of trusting God. This is why a lot of us here, we want to be in a safe zone, but we will not dive. We will not give it a try. The Word of God is clear. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the ability to distinguish between spirits. To another, various kinds of tongues. To another, interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as He wills. Therefore, you were not given a gift by the Spirit. The Spirit is not just giving you, okay? What he wants you to have. He is not just gifted you by, but he will be with you. This is a beautiful picture. That when you came to know the Lord, you were not just given a gift. The Spirit will be with you. He will empower you to do what he has supplied you with. But here we are. We don't understand all of this. Thus, we what we maintain, let me just go to church and attend those gatherings. And eventually, if I'm ready, I can probably uh, involve myself. No, you're not getting the point. When was the last time you tried, you, 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 you tried swimming? Did I say it right? You, you, know how to, you know how to swim. Anybody here who knows how to swim? If you don't know my question, raise your hand. I mean, at least, okay? If, if, if you know how to swim, you need to be in the pool. Right? You know what a pool is, right? Nobody would swim outside of the pool to learn how to swim. That's what we're doing. 
Let me stay outside of the pool. Eventually, I will learn how to swim. I will learn the principles of swimming, the size of the pool, the strokes and different principles to learn swim. But I will never dare move my comfort zone and dive. How many of you here will tell me that you will not learn if you don't give it a try? You will not learn if you don't exercise your gift. You will not learn if you don't involve yourself in the ministry. I'm not saying that ministry is within the four walls of this gathering. I mean, you have a neighborhood where they need God. You can ask God for wisdom. Because at the end of the day, you were given a gift for people to come closer to God, for the church to be edified. This is why each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. God did not save you just for God to tell you, okay, for yourself. Gusto ko maging makasarili ka. Anak, gusto ko gahaman ka. God has blessed you and gifted you so that you can exercise. Why? Because it's just amazing for somebody who's gifted with something to exercise his gift, like singers like us, right? When you're singing, you're blessing the body. But it is just satisfying to be used by God with a gift that you have. I mean, if a cell phone has life and you use that cell phone like a hammer, can you use a cell phone like a hammer? Can you use it? You can. I mean, you can, but it will be broken, right? If you talk to a cell phone, the satisfaction of a phone is to what? Make a phone call and receive text messages. It was created to communicate. The reason why some of you here, you're tired, you don't have direction because you're not using your gift. You're not exercising the gifts that God has blessed you with. Even if you don't have a lot, if you do it for God's glory, it is the most satisfying thing that you can experience in life. I mean, some of you, you know this. I don't know if you have a similar experience where somebody is trying to, to make you into a person that you're not. Have you tried doing that? Hindi ikaw, but you pretend to be like one. You cannot. Why? Because it's not you. How to be you po? But, but, uh, it's not you. It's not you. And the reason why you're not comfortable with the life that you have, because it's not you. You are a person blessed by God, saved by God, to be used by Him. And you're not using your gift for His glory. It's not you. You want to walk in satisfaction. You need to discover who you really are and what God is calling you to do. In fact, man has two satisfactions. One, the day that he was born, and the day that he, and he will find out, okay, why he was born. The date of his birth and his purpose. If you discover these two things, you will enjoy the life that God has blessed you with. So you're not just gifted and identified, others will also be edified. Knowing and using your gifts will lead to edification of others. As you exercise your spiritual gifts, you will play a role in the kingdom of God. And one of the things that really caught my attention is the more that you what exercise your gift, the more that it, that it grows. Why? Because anybody who has been blessed and gifted with something, and if you utilize that, Okay, God will give you what? He'll give you more. Why? Because that is a proof of a good manager 
It's not your gift. God has blessed you with a gift. But if you manage it properly, it will grow. It will increase. And for those that has been given a gift, I'm not saying that it will be taken away. In fact, you will lose sight of it. And before you know it, you tend to overlook. And you will live somebody's life without you knowing it. Because at the end of the day, we have to understand that God has gifted us with something. And it is for us to use it to serve other people. I want to commend all our ushers, our music team members. I mean, our kids' church teachers. Every week, they would serve. And some of you probably are asking yourself, what's wrong with these guys? Why would they serve? And it's because of their encounter with God. So our job as pastors is for these people to be what? To, to, to encounter God. The more that you get to know God, the more that you will serve God. Our job here is not to tell you what to do. Our job here is to bring you closer to God because when you discover God and you know God, you will serve God. This is why, come on now. This is why it is important for you to know that God has blessed you with a gift and you are simply gifted for people to glorify the Lord. It's written right here, some people would serve and wait, will only serve until they mature. You call it the myth of maturity. I will only serve when I have memorized the Bible, when I'm well-versed with the Bible. Is it? That's not even in the Bible. And the greatest lie of the enemy is that you're too young in your walk with God. When you get older in your walk with God, the greatest lie of the enemy, you're too old in your walk with God. He will never give you a choice. Why? Because serving God okay, should never be based in your maturity. Of course, you need to be equipped. You need to be trained. But remember this. God is just looking for people that are available. Lord, in my capacity, are you allowing me to serve in this church or outside this church? Will I serve in my community, in my neighborhood? Or some of you here, God is allowing you to serve in your offices. Look at your gift. I'm telling you right now, at the end of the day, it's not how flashy and strong and cool you are. Are you faithful with a God-given gift? This is why God is using this picture that at the end of the day, you're not just gifted for you to do things alone. I have mentioned this, that we are one body. If we involve ourselves, more people will give God a glory. More people will come to know the Lord. This is why in verse 17 of 1 Corinthians, it's written right here, if the whole body were an eye, oh, imagine that with me, if the body were an eye, Imagine with me, okay? When I was reading this passage, I was smiling. Sabi ko talagang, pag ang katawan, puno ng mata, magiging pinya. Talagang, I don't know if you're familiar, okay? When I'm reading the Bible, I take time. I mean, some of these passages are kind of weird, okay? Yung pangalawa, okay? If the whole body were an ear, lahat, tenga, where would be the sense of smell? If lahat ng katawan, tagyawa. Um... <laughs> Why did I thought? Uh, uh, but, but verse 18, Thus as, as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as He chose. So therefore, it's not your call. God arranged you if you feel like you're insignificant, if you feel like you're working in the background. It's not about your task and how big it is. Because God is what is forming a body. Do you understand that's the reason why. At the end of the day, it's not about your role. It's about the life that you have when you're serving God. Napansin niyo ba ang hinliliit? Wala naman masyadong trabaho to, ano? Don't you ever, okay? <laughs> Tell me. I know what's running in your mind. 
can you look for your mom? Um, okay, parenting. Okay. Um, wala masyadong trabaho to. Alam ko naman, meron, di ba? But it's not really that significant. Gamitin nyo nga. My point is, but it was God who placed this one compared to your brain or your eye. I mean, but it has a rule. What is important, it's not the rule, it's part of the body. It has life. Okay. Pag kumakain, yung gano'n Hindi maganda eh, no? But it should be part of the body. Are you part of the body? Are you included? Part of the body. If anyone speaks, they should do as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ to Him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. It is God who will provide us strength. That's the reason why some of you here are telling me, nakakapagod mag-ministry, Pastor. I've tried this for about a year because you're doing it according to your own strength. I have been a pastor for quite some time. I don't, and I even can't think of a day where I got tired. I have never been burned out. Not because I'm intelligent, better than anyone. I don't know. I mean, some of the staff are familiar with this. I come here. Okay, I have a break every Monday. It's my off, but every single day I work. I counsel people, talk to people, disciple people. I don't get tired. Not because I'm better than anyone, because I do it according to the strength of God. How do I do it? I read the word, I apply the word. I don't get restless. I trust God that He'll empower me. How many of you here? Coming here every Saturday, yung, you're trying to drag yourself. Yung half of your body wants to go to church, the other half doesn't want to go to church. Yung, I worship you, my God. But you cannot live like that. Why? Because the other half is doing it according to what God wants. The other half is saying no. And it's not easy in the onset, but when you learn to do it God's way. You know, one of the things I want to teach you, this is not part of my message, learn to rest once a week. Because by not resting, you're simply saying, Lord, let me handle it, because you can't handle it. Rest is a sign that you trust God. That while I'm sleeping, you're at work, Lord. I'm not saying that you have to rest every single day. Some of you here every day. That's a different story. I only work once a week, Pastor. That's, that's another story. Some of you, you have to pause of rest and allow God to just inspire you and strengthen you. This is why it's written right here that we will be strengthened by God to Him the glory so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ to Him be the glory and power forever and ever. Amen. That we're not just gifted and identified by God to be used by Him. They were created to edify the body, edify the people around us. So because the byproduct of this is that God be glorified. We want to point people to Jesus. You know, there was somebody who approached me in, the other, uh, in our 5 p.m. service. You know what, Pastor? I know I'm gifted. I pray for people. And I told him, that's good. My question with you right now, are they moving closer to Jesus? He told me no. That's not 
what the Bible says. Because in fact, you can be gifted and without you knowing it, it's for your own glory. I'm not saying that person is doing it for his own glory. But the tendency is that if you are insecure, you do things so that people will give you the applause that you need. Napansin niyo na yan? Yung people will give you a pat on the back. People will tell you, you're so good, ang galing mo. But you would respond by saying, si Lord yun, but at the back of your mind, ha, 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 ako yun. Have you been in that situation? I was in that situation before. You, you, would, you, would, you would look humble, respond humbly. Yung, Jesus. Yung, have you been in that situation? Talagang, yung ganon, yung... But deep in your heart, you're saying, no, I'm gifted because I'm so insecure. The reason why you're so insecure because you're not convinced that God has given you the security long before. He died on the cross and there is nothing to prove, no one to impress. You have only one audience and whatever you do, you do it for the audience of one. This is, my, this is the advice I'm getting from my wife, do this for God. And I realize later on, if I do this for God, she'll benefit from it. My kids will benefit from it. The people around me will benefit from it. Nothing beats honoring God and doing things for God. Can we give Him all the glory? So we have been given gifts to serve people personally. So God may have all the glory. We serve because we've been gifted. And because we've been gifted, we do it for the glory of God. We serve in the body. We serve the people around us. And I'm telling you right now, if you're not serving in the design that God has created you to be, you're missing a lot. Now, imagine with me an equipment or a gadget or a phone or anything that is being used not for its purpose. If that gadget or object can talk, I don't think it will be giving you the satisfaction Okay, or the response that that specific equipment is satisfied with its usage. Our satisfaction should be how God has designed us. Our satisfaction should be how God has gifted us. Our satisfaction should be how God has honed and molded us. That's the way to go about living the life that God has for you. Created for His glory so that people may give Him all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for tonight. I want to call the music team for giving us the opportunity, Lord God, to just enjoy your presence this evening. I pray for the hands that are lifted high. Can you, can you raise all of your hands? Lord, I pray that they, they will discover their gifts and talents, Lord God, for your glory and honor. If some doesn't really know the gifts, that you have blessed them with, I pray right now that you uncover right before your eyes what you have called them to do. For people that are gifted and yet not not serving, Lord God, this church or your kingdom. I mean, you 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 can fulfill a lot of needs outside of this church. And that's, that's also for the glory of God. So don't feel insecure. Serve where you are. Be a blessing where you are. Some of you here, you're ministering sa magulang niya. Just keep on doing faithfully what you're called to do. You know what? Some of you here, you're teachers, and, and you're not probably involved in this church, but do you see that God is using you in the lives of your students? The question that you need to ask yourself is a simple question of 
in a question probably that will help you filter if I'm, I'm, I'm in the right track is that everything that we're doing should move people closer to God Panginoon bigyan mo kami ng kalakasan that, that lahat ng nakapaligid sa amin most especially sa hindi nakakilala sa Panginoon that everything that we're doing Lord God and how we exercise our gifts would, would bring people closer to you I pray Lord God that you supply us with resources provide for our needs and our wants as well that we can be effective in, in our service Panginoon salamat that before we can serve Lord when you were hanging on the cross you served us Lord salamat kami that you went out of your way to serve your people. We don't have anything in return. We don't have any payoff, Panginoon, but your service. And Lord, with the service that you have provided, Lord, hindi manahamin kayang tumbasan, but yet, Lord God, we can serve. Thank you that you bless the hands of these people. Bless our time. Bless even, Lord God, wherever we are, that we will be gifted for the glory. Everything that we do will move closer we move people closer to where they are and where you want them to be. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen.